How do you stay fresh and relevant? Have you discovered the Fresh Chamber Toolkit, our brand new exclusive chamber resource with six unique tools that will help you generate new leads for new memberships, provide ongoing resources to your members, and more? Check it out today at freshchambers.com or by clicking on the link below. This week is part two of our interview with Allie Crane, Executive Director with the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce Executives. Last week, Allie shared some trends that she is seeing emerge in the chamber world. And this week in part two, we dive into some tough questions chambers are facing today. So stay tuned for part two with Allie. Episode seven of the Chamber Podcast starts right now. Here's where the magic begins to make change happen. The human voice. It's the most powerful sound in the world getting curious about something and diving in. One of the things that I enjoy more than anything else is learning new things. Welcome to the Chamber Podcast. So Ali, welcome back to the Chamber Podcast for the second half of our interview together. I want to start out this week by talking about filters. So we all know that as Chamber Directors, we're constantly fed new information, whether it's programs or new sales pitches. So how do we filter those things out without completely missing new ideas that might really benefit the chamber? It's a very good question. And uh, interestingly, I just finished up grad school in July. And one of the concepts we talked about um, from one of the books that we'd read was this overload of information and how some people do really well with having lots and lots of information they go after, they read everything that they can about whatever topic that it is that they're interested in. And then other people, when they're barraged with all of this information, they tune out and they don't read anything at all. And then you you have this, unfortunately, this you fall into this hole where you don't learn anything new and um, you have no new ideas that are coming in because you're not paying attention to anything at all that is coming in. So you definitely need to figure out where your balance is. And I think part of that is trying to figure is to filter in some way, shape or form. Um, maybe it is setting aside a half an hour every morning and saying, I'm going to you know, read for half an hour um, information from these sources and you're going to choose whatever sources those are. Maybe you talk to other directors and figure out where they're getting their information from. Um, maybe it is, only reading the information that's coming from other chambers around you so you see what they're doing, those types of things. But you have to stay up on what is happening. It's just a matter of being able to filter in what works best for you, that time that works for you to be able to filter through all of it. You can't read everything, but you've got to figure out what works best with your schedule and, and work through that as well. So another thing that I think a lot of chambers are facing today is the fact that it's kind of like playing offense versus defense. Do I go out after new members? Do I try to retrain, retain our existing members? And then you have to work with the board and everything. How how does that all play in, in in your mind? Yeah, and that I think goes into a couple of other trends that I've seen as well. And it, it, it also goes back to getting your board to understand a couple of other ideas that are not easy to understand and by reading the books that I mentioned earlier it can and getting them to read them also can help with this but you need to understand that in your community not every business that is in that community is a good prospect for membership it's very difficult for boards to understand that because 
everyone would like to think that if you're doing business in a community, you should automatically be a member of your chamber. But anyone who's ever worked in a chamber understands that there are just some people that don't need to be involved. There, it, you use more energy and time trying to service those people than they are paying you every year for their membership, and they never understand what they what a true chamber membership means and what they're supposed to be getting out of it. So they are constantly complaining about everything, and it's just a fight from beginning to end. So those people just need to go away. And if you can remember that and, and move past it, that helps. So you're not playing that defensive mode anymore there. The other side of it is if you focus on doing things that are positive for your community and you're doing fewer things, but you're doing better quality things, I think is it's another trend that we're seeing, but not everyone is doing it. So instead of continually adding more and more and more to your agenda and to your calendar, but you're doing fewer things, just adding more quality to them, that puts the message out of who you truly are as an organization and identifies you and people start seeing, oh, that's a chamber event or that's a benefit from the chamber. That is who they are. And they'll start gravitating towards you, and you at some point will no longer have to go after people. They will start coming to you because they know what you're doing, and they understand it, and they want to be a part of it. Because people around them are starting to talk about what they're doing, and it's all chamber-related stuff. And suddenly, people are, other people are not involved, and when those other people are not involved, they want to know how to get involved. And that's what you really want. You want to create that excitement of people wanting to be involved with something that they're not already involved with. I think a challenge that a lot of directors are facing, it comes down to their board, the board of directors, the board that they answer to, that they bring bring new ideas to. In your mind, what is it that really uh, identifies a good potential board member? Uh the age-old question of who's right for the board. <laughs> um, I think there, there's a couple of ideas and thoughts there. Um, first off, it, it goes back to board training first and foremost. So even once you have people on your board, they need to understand truly what the role and responsibility is of a board member. And that can come um, even before they come on the board, but definitely after they're on the board. They need to know what it means. I've talked to many, many board members over the years that don't understand that there is a fiscal and legal responsibility to serving on a chamber board. They need to know that before they even agree to serve on a board. So that comes first. Second is I think chamber directors need to be involved in the process. They need to – they know who will make a good board member. They've worked with people in the community. they worked with them on committees already with chambers. So they have a good feel of who has good leadership qualities. And that's the other thing is don't just think that you need to have a warm body that is on – that is willing that will say, yeah, I'll serve. You need people who have – leadership skills. They have leadership qualities. They're the big thinkers. They think outside the box. They're not just the people who are willing to get a job done. You don't necessarily want your worker bees on your board. You want the 
change agents on your board. You want the people who are ready to make decisions and make changes. So you need to figure out who those people are in your community and study up to them and get them involved and ask them to serve on the board and make sure they understand what that means and, and get them excited about being on the board. Know what the strengths are of the people who are currently serving on your board. Figure out where the gaps are that you need to fill in and then find those people in your community that have those gaps so that you can fill in all those holes and make sure that you're getting all the needs served for your community. When it comes to people that are actually serving on the board, I mean, is it is it good to have a diversity? And I don't necessarily mean like a, a race diversity, but like an age gap, um, you know, young professionals. Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts about young entrepreneurs on, on boards? Yeah, and that all goes back into what Sarah Sladek talks about with the end of membership as we know it. If we don't have those young entrepreneurs, if we don't have the Gen Y on our boards, then how can we we design programs and events and benefits that they're interested in if we don't know what they're interested in, if we don't have them at the table and have their voice coming in as well? And there are plenty of them that are out there that ha- that are change agents, that are leaders in the community. That's what we need to look for. Special thanks to Allie Crane, and thank you for tuning in this week. We're always on the hunt for new topics and new chamber folks to interview here on the podcast. And if you have suggestions, visit our website at www.chamberpodcast.com and click on show ideas at the top right of the page. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you right back here next week on the Chamber Podcast.